Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. My name's Monroe. Uh, you've probably already noticed that I have incredibly blue eyes. Hi, my name is Phil. I play guitar. I'm Aton. Hi, my name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke, and I don't like people who do smoke. Hi, my name is Baba, and I like listening to Dialone Radio. BFF.FM down all the way dang that sucks i just had like a bunch of dead air huh because i didn't say i said, said all this stuff i was stuff. just about to tell you that you weren't coming through my headphones and so i knew mics weren't hot bro mics were cold cold Wait, mics so you're we're gonna have to take that shit from the top all right let's pretend like that never happened okay do ready over. scratch do over do over burr, 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 brother chill on dialogue radio T G I F. damn i suck at djing um it's okay Whatever. Oh, I was just saying that uh, this is a momentous occasion. This is my very first sober on-air experience. I've literally always been at least high, like low-grade high. I think even the first time I was here, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was still high. But now I'm not. Um, so, like, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be terrible. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're seeing how it's going already. Oh, fuck, <laughs> you guys. All right, have me a beer, because obviously I can't do anything. Uh, just kidding. Oh, my God. Well, anyways, Sebastian is here. He Hi. is my homie from way back, and also Meredith, also homie from way back. Hopefully, they was well, the first time here at Secret Alley at BFF Studios, um, and we were checking out all the stuff. What a momentous occasion. What a momentous occasion. Oh. I want to roll the clock back to, to when the day that we met. Because oh, I remember it as clear as as day. <laughs> um, I was at CCA, which is California College of the Arts, not California Culinary Academy, in Oakland, California. And this is where my mind gets a little fuzzy, but you can fill in the blanks. Were you either wearing a misfit shirt or misfit vans? Misfit vans. And I remember thinking that that was. I was like, oh, I really like that. <laughs> And so I told you, I was like, oh, hey, I really like your Misfit Vans. And that was the first thing I ever said to you. And you were like, cool, right on, rad. And I was like, yeah. And then I think I I recognized you worked there. Yeah, well, I was behind the financial aid counter. No, you were walking to work. I remember oh. exactly where you were in front of the ceramic studio. You weren't at work yet. It was hella early in the morning. Dang. And I was there and I just rolled up to school on my bike. Oh, And sorry. you were going to work. And then um, you were, I was like, oh, are, are you, you a student? Or, and you're like, oh, I work here. Yeah. And we immediately headed off. And then it got you later on, you knew everything about my financial life. That's right. You, you're like, yo, I'm here <clears throat> with my parent plus loan. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, doggy. <laughs> and so you learned just how um, poor and broke I was. Yes, I did. I did. 
So for those of you that see me now with all of my riches, mm-hmm. you know, I Scrooge McDuck daily into yeah. my vault of coins. Uh, Jill actually knows that I, I actually am from the bottom. Yeah, so, now you're here. True. She's got the receipts to prove I do it. have the receipts. If anyone's like, Jill. <laughs> how do you know that? Jill, how, how do you, you know, know that super rich? Sebastian. Super rich Sebastian. I saw his forerunner, and it is fucking fresh. <laughs> and it is fresh, by the way. I got a nice ride. Um, and I was like, what's this Ironheart jacket back here? Wow, wow. dude, you're busting me out. Well, no, I was just kidding. But that was the first day we met. It was mm-hmm. rad. It was rad. And we've been fast friends ever since. Absolutely. Absolutely um, fast friends. I just want to call out some highlights of our friendship. Oh, okay. Um, we did a sushi eating challenge one time. That was incredible. And you, so Sebastian, uh, I was shocked at how much sushi he ate. I was absolutely floored because like I am a large person as I've mentioned a hundred times in case you didn't know, a big fat, great big fat person. And I was an even greater, bigger fat person back then. And I was like, there's no way you could eat more sushi than me. And Sebastian's like, ha ha ha, ha ha. Yeah, and I might he, look small. Dude, he fucking crushed. How, this, how much is uh, Cousin Eric weigh? Cousin Eric weighs 100,000 pounds. No, but seriously, how much do you think he I mean, weighs? Maybe at least 300. Uh, how tall is he? Uh, six foot two, maybe. Okay, think about this. I ate as much. I ate the same quantity of food yeah. that Cousin Eric ate that day. That's a lot. And That's I'm lot. like 50% his size. Dude, and also I want to call out, so the sushi eating challenge is no longer, but Corio Sushi Place in Temescal in Oakland uh, used to have it. But these fools, you think like, oh, sushi eating challenge, real easy. They have the most mayonnaise. They like mix mayo <laughs> in with the rice. Yeah, you got to be good with eating. You like got to eat a lot of fucking mayonnaise. Gallon of mayonnaise. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Didn't, uh, who's the Joey, uh, is it Joey Campbell? Who's the hot dog eating champion of the world? Kobayashi. Not Kobayashi, but the white guy that went down, he ate the largest burrito from San Jose. I don't know. Yeah, so why the only I? the only guy I know that eats a lot of food is Kobayashi. Oh no, no no. Okay, well that was one of the highlights. Here, you're gonna have to be our Googler. Um. <laughs> All right, what's another highlight? Okay, that's one highlight. Oh, we fact check. Um, you've cut my hair uh, a billion times yes. throughout, even before you were a barber. You've cut my hair. It's true. Um, like I've tattooed you. Yes. Which yes. is wild. Is we wild. have matching tattoos. We do. Which is very wild. Um, what else? We, we used to cut work together all the time. Constantly. We, uh, we used to have jobs where we could just leave, apparently call in sick a lot. And then we would have days where we would do pretty much nothing. Well, this is what a normal day would look like. Jill would be like, I'm calling in sick today. You should too. And I'd say, okay. And then I'd take Bart over to Oakland. Mm -hmm. We'd run errands with grandma for a bit. Mm -hmm. We'd like go take her to go buy her stuff. RIP. 99 cent store. Yeah, RIP grandma. RIP grams. And then Jill and I would straight up just have a weird adventure in Oakland. Yeah. We, get ta- um, we got tattooed at Temple one time. We got our matches. That was super sick. That That's was... when I, wait, that wasn't when I met Marianne. I met Marianne on a different Temple tr- trip. Oh. That was, I think, be, were you friends with Marianne then? I don't think you were. I met Marianne when she was the shop girl at Temple. I was friends with her when she was the shop girl at Temple. Okay, well then that's yeah. I just didn't know if she was the shop girl. No, we were friends then. We were friends. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so those are some highlights. More will come to mind. More will come to mind. 
But we just heard Mama Leek. Oh yeah, Mama Leek. Special song. The special, reason special, very special song. The reason we put that song first was in uh memory of our dear friend Eric Livingston. Right, Eric Lev Eric Allen Livingston who passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he lives on in, in all of us and in his music. And actually I was really surprised because Mama Leek, everyone's anonymous. But but in death, your anonymity is revealed. Okay. That's the rule, I think. That's the rule. It's kind of like Fight Club. I guess it is kind of like Fight. And yeah. also, too, it was weird because I was like, <clears throat> Brooklyn Vegan first right. on the scene to yeah. report about the passing of Eric Allen Livingston, and I was right. like, dang, yeah, yeah, yeah. was Eric vegan? No, I didn't think so. No, Eric ate pizza all the time. He did. He drank Pepsi. Here's one of my favorite Eric <laughs> memories. Besides, so I met Eric before. I met Eric in San Diego when he was the drummer for All Leather with Justin Pearson and Jose Palafox. And Eric Livingston was like hanging out with Justin Pearson all the time, who was very, very thin. And so when I saw Eric, he was super thin and he had like these super low slung pants, <laughs> like jeans. And and I was like, who is this weirdo? And then I started talking to him and I'm like, wait, uh-huh. you're Eric Livingston, you're friends with Sebastian, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. That's like my best friend. I'm like, no way. So I actually met Eric Livingston independent of you. That's so weird. But like you, I knew so much about him because I, you would talk about him all the time. And he yeah, knew about me. One of my best friends. I was yeah. driving Jose to practice. That's so bizarre. Yeah. So I met him when he was in all leather. That's so weird. Yeah. The um, It's weird how worlds like that collide. And you know what's even more bizarre is so I don't know how... Yeah, that is that's super weird. But then also, you told me recently that mm. that your homie played drums in a band that I'd seen play a bunch of times, which what? is in um, uh, Yafit Koto. Yeah, yeah, Jose. which is which is really weird because you you've told me you've been like, oh yeah, my homie Jose knows about all these great bands, and like mm. you're like he has amazing taste in music. We were just ch- chopping it up, and then I think I independently was like, oh man, you know what's not on Spotify. Yes. that I wish was on there is Yafit Koto because I used to watch them play at the Gilman mm. when I was younger all the time. And I'd seen them play at house shows in Santa Cruz. And then you're like, dude, my friend was the drummer in that band. I'm like, Jose Palafox. Other JPs, two JPs. Cause oh, wow. Justin Pearson and Jose Palafox were in Swing Kids together. Oh, yeah, Swing Kids. I, I mean, I know them well. Yeah. And so and then Jose moved up here and he was in Yafit Koto. Um and wild, then wild and then he was in all leather with, with Eric. Eric Livingston and yeah. Justin Pearson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, when Eric and I were growing up, we were really big, um, Locust fans. Yeah, as was everyone. Yeah, everyone so, was like the Locust. Yeah, we the whatever. That's a, that's a whole yeah. It's, the, it all it's comes a whole back different. To yeah, exactly. It's a whole different story. I, sometimes I'm like, is it oops or whoops? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit of both. Okay, so then let me tee it up next. Mm-hmm. How much talking do should we do? We could do a hundred percent talking if we wanted to. No, like, let's play a song. Okay, so the next song mm-hmm. is here's the connection to the first song. I'll Ooh, see if I can connect all of them. Ooh, I don't think I can. this is like an audio syncrasies. Yeah, I don't think I can. But um, I don't know. I think you can. Mama Leek is mm-hmm. playing a festival in Austin coming up this summer and they are playing with a band called chat pile which we're about to hear and chat pile and mama leak are both on the flenzer shout out Mm -hmm. to an amazing label here in san francisco yep that's putting out some of the sickest music out there flenzer flenzer um 
Also, just a rad dude. I ran into him at Whole Foods recently. I mean, um, but yeah, let's play Chap Pile. This track rocks. Quick question, though. I feel dumb for even saying it rocks. No, Why? But it, I say stuff. It's really good. It's really good. So I, well, say I would just dumb never. Stuff constantly. In my normal life, I would never say something rocks. I'd just say this. <laughs> this track this is fucking sick. Yeah, Wait, when is, is this festival? I don't know. It's called Oblivion Fest, I think, or. I need to go down to Austin because I have friends down there. Dude, let's go. We should go. Hold on, I can. I have the Doggy, internet. In my we gotta pocket. look up when it is because I have friends that live in Austin. They're like, "Why are you coming to Austin?" Is I, this? I'm trying to go this, to Austin once a year. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is this your friend that has the horror co- podcast? Yes. Did you know that you told me about that friend, and I actually met your. I forget what's your friend's name. Adam. I met him on Market Street. Yeah. I remember we, Which is we really, ran into him. Okay. He's working at Fellow because he's a barber. That's right. So it's called Oblivion Access, mm-hmm. and the dates are May twelfth. Bro, that's coming up so soon. May twelfth through through May fifteenth, and Mama League plays, uh, on the on that Sunday. Bro, I'm down to go. Me, I mean, let's. I mean, I will have just gotten back from a trip, but I'm down to go. Hey, look. I mean, let's. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't want to come right. without being All right, let's do, do some chat GPT, chat pile. Chat pile. Here chat we pile. Go. We're going to rock it out. And I promise I'll turn the mics back on when um, it's time.
From Cap Street to the world, this is BFF.FM. So only for you, Sebastian, will I break my normal format. Ooh, wait, I don't, is my mic on? Yeah. Th- are you sure? I can't, I'm, I, can't dub- I double checked. I triple okay, checked. All right, all right. Um, okay, so that was Chad Pyle. Yeah. They're from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, thank you for breaking the format for yeah, me. Yeah, buddy. Dude, it's like, a, it's a collab. Um, okay, so Yo. there's something really serious I need to talk to you about. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you just get my STI results or something? <laughs> no, no, I actually don't. Um, I don't have anything serious to talk to you about. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was just joking. Oh, dang. You got me. You got me. Got him. When in the 19 or however many years I've wait. 2005, I think. We There's had. been serious. Five or We've six. We've had some serious conversations. You've, you've had. No, but like, when have I been like, I got to talk to you seriously, man? Uh, Never. No, like maybe a few weeks ago. When you had to call me. And you're like, Jill, I need to talk to you. I like literally don't remember. You called, you had to call me and tell me Eric died. Oh, yeah. Well, I blocked that out. Yeah. True, true story. Wah, wah. True story. True yeah. story. Uh, yeah. You're right, but that wasn't. That's different. No, that is different. That's that's not about like I didn't call that's you. Not a joke. Well, no, and also I didn't call you about like something that was like, like I don't think I've ever been like, I got to talk to you about. If something. you've ever called me to be like I have to talk to you, it literally is life or death. Right, and it's never been like we got in an argument. Yeah, I think we've been in like two arguments. I think we got over it real quick. Yeah. Yes. And also, and there were misunderstandings. They were misunderstandings. They weren't. They weren't arguments. Also, too, like, uh, I'm walking around with like low key Kanye West level bipolar, so I get in a huff about things, or I will be in like a hypomanic episode, and I will get highly irritable, Mm -hmm. and I also will like, I've gotten into a couple like bipolar. I feel like there's like regular fights, and there's like bipolar fights. I feel like the times that you and I have had escalated words, I've been in like a bipolar hypomanic state. Yeah, and I'm probably being kind of a jerk. I'm probably not listening very well. I mean, um, whatever, but we grow, we change. Let's, We're homies. Hey, we learn just as much from our adversaries as you we do our good, friends. You take the bad. You know, I'm of two minds. and Which I can, one are you feeding the most? Uh, the one that takes the good and leaves the bat. That's what's up. That's uh, life. <laughs> so stupid. I like that we're doing this like ra- radio personalities. Like we're like the wacky zany crew in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, but let's talk about your sobriety because that's something I know a lot about. Because... Yeah, it's true. It's a story around that, you guys. It's not just one day. Okay, there was a time where Jill told me if I ever had more sobriety than her, oh god, that I could be her sponsor. <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, look, if you ever get more sobriety than me, you can just be my sponsor, okay? And Sebastian's like, cool, can't wait. And I'm like, it'll never happen because I was like a like staunch AA person. And then, and a, then I'd be fucking partying. A few, a few short tens of years later, yeah, just tens of years later, I'm it now actually happened. Full blown alcoholism, but also. Here's the thing, though, is and it, I hope it's OK for me mm-hmm. to say this. You can say whatever you can. I say. All so you. OK, so you relapsed. But also mm-hmm. also in the last few years, I started experimenting with hallucinogenics, which I didn't do before. Oh, that's right. So I don't know if I did beat you to the to sobriety. Like I beat you in terms of longevity of sobriety. Yes. But I think I also am not 100 percent sober. That's true. But I because feel from like time California to time, sober, I'm Cali sober, I guess. And also, I only, I do mushrooms maybe like once or twice a year. Yeah, but I feel like everybody does. Yeah, it's like not everybody does like a pallet jack of 
mushrooms like you do, but um Shout out to Zydor. Oh my god. Dude, dude. Are we allowed to say that on the air yeah, now? Yeah, why people I'm sure if you don't know about Zydor, it is the mush the mushroom dispensary in Oakland. That it's in East Oakland. And you go and you buy mushrooms there. And then you get some dim sum on the way home. They also, I believe, are opening a location in San Francisco. I think it's like this weekend. Do you think it's going to be side door too? They're going to call it something else. I think it's going to be called front doors. Front doors. <laughs> Ooh, side, side door, back doors. Oh, San Francisco Ew, back door. Dude, careful, Sorry, bro. Gross. I know, gross. Um, okay, so yeah, hallucinogenics. Um, oh, but Chat Pile. That was Chat Pile from Oklahoma. They're playing... Uh, Oblivion Axis, uh, May 12th through the 15th, I believe. They're headlining the Flenser Showcase, which Mama Leek is playing. And I believe Mama Leek is dedicating that show Aww. to our dear departed friend, Eric. Airways. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, Eric's uh, Memorial of Life is on May 20th. May 20th. That's for the, right. For those that want to. I, I'm not going to actually say where it is. <laughs> Fuck it. If you don't know where it is, then you probably shouldn't be don't going go. to it. Yeah. Don't go to Eric Allen's um, Memorial of Life. But also, I will say it's where, as kids, we played. Ooh. Which is kind of cool. Can I tell you? So I do a thing at yeah. weddings and funerals. I do a thing. Um, I think it has to do with my social anxiety, but it's like a game I play with myself. Tell me more. I do this thing where I dress inappropriately sexy. Oh, did you do that? Wait, did you go to my dad's funeral? Uh, did yes. you dress inappropriately sexy? No, because I felt like that would be very disrespectful to your family. Yeah, pro- I mean, no, I don't think I would have been. I don't think I would have noticed. I was, I was blacked out in grief. Yeah, exactly. But still, but I will dress inappropriately sexy to like weddings and funerals, like Dwayne's funeral. I had a full titty dress on. Um, <laughs> That's the way he would have wanted it. It is the way he would have wanted it. And I feel like Eric also he would, would yeah, he would have wanted everyone to come as they are. He would I feel like he would be like, don't even just come as you are. Like get extra bizarre or bonkers. Oh, 100%. Just like wear a dress. 100%. He'd be like, "Sebastian, put some lipstick on. You're going to my memorial of life." Yeah. Eric sat next to me for hours uh after my dad's funeral while we oh, ate pizza yeah. and he he didn't say much he just sat there but his presence was his presence was felt. was amazing yeah. and you were there too i was there that's right i and, was and there meredith was also there she's not saying anything but she was there i've given your thoughts yeah um sorry Mary, man what a, over the one time you talked you're like this is turning a fucking bummer it happens it takes a turn so the reason I'm doing a sober, a, a big reason I'm doing a sober episode and hopefully many more to come is that I have been drinking so much and I went zero dark 30 on my last episode and I re-listened to it and I was a fucking bitch to my guest. So I'm doing an on-air apology to my last guest, cousin DJ Bittermelons, cousin Bittermelons. I'm very sorry. I was like so rude and disrespectful and Aww. dismissive. I was. I was being a jerk. <laughs> and it's and, and and you know what? She's really cool. She understands. She gets it. I'm going through a lot and I I'm dealing with a lot and I'm very stressed out. And so I but I was taking it out on her and I was being shitty and then I like went really dark with like Robbie stuff towards the end. I really stood I'm like, "Okay. I told myself if I was if my drinking and 
like Adderall use got to the point where it was affecting my work or any of my friendships. If it was starting to like really fuck things up, that I'd stop. And I just feel like it's starting to creep into my my shit. And like I am lucky to have this radio show. I'm lucky to have these friends. I'm lucky to have my cousin DJ Bittermelons. Like I'm lucky to be here. I have so many things to be grateful for. Like I'm not trying to fuck anything up. So I'm just working on not being um, wasted all the time. I'm going to tell you something. What? That was a lovely on-air apology, but oh, also I just want you to go easy on yourself because we've all been there. We've all said That's true. and done things. Well, some of us, I think, I feel like Gen X or whatever the fuck the new generation, those Gen kids are, Z. they're perfect. So they don't, they can't relate to this. But I don't know. I, have, everybody, I take issue with their clothing. Everybody that grew up before the internet, which is like, you know, us, um, has done and said some shit that was not okay Dude, so and problematic. Stuff. And you know what? We're all working on it. We're all trying to get better. We're all, everyone's at a different place and different degrees of that. But I do believe that I'm optimistic that everyone's trying their best. Yeah, I, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So go easy on yourself. Thank you. Thank and you. And DJ Bitter Melons, I, the last time I saw you, you cooked a fantastic um, Thanksgiving meal mm-hmm. at a time where I needed a fantastic Thanksgiving meal. I was alone that Thanksgiving, and you and DJ Bitter Melons really, I literally think I ate. A pound of stuffing because <laughs> I wasn't eating meat. DJ Bitter Melons I wasn't eating meat, so but good. I did eat a pound of DJ Bitter Melons uh, stuffing, um, and it was delicious. If she was here, she would have something very inappropriate to say at that time. At this, at this time. Well, I'm glad she's not here then. <laughs> she's gonna text it right now. Oh great! Um, but uh, well, we were happy to have you, and I will say I have a funny story about redemption. Um, it has to do with my aunt Pam. My aunt Pam would die a thousand times if she knew I was telling this story. But oh, go because I actually know your aunt Pam. So my family is like um, very kind of like white trash family, and really my, your family. I I'm just know, kidding. I know. I'm kidding, I know. Kidding, I know. Kidding. That was a bad joke. No, it's go, okay. It's so going. true. Okay, and so uh, we have the a lot of times when children in chaotic households will. Um, like fall into these roles and she is a classic perfect middle child who is like mm. tries not to be problematic in any way and tries to kind of like squeak by um and so we always make fun of her and we call her Marilyn Munster like she's like the normal one in like the Munster family and um so we have this I have this funny thing that I can constantly hold over her head so in the seven so when my grandmother died I'm going through all of her photos and I find this photo from the 70s of my aunt Pam, who by the way is like a card carrying, she probably donates half of her fucking paycheck to Planned Parenthood, and she always has. Like, like yes, we can. Voted for Hillary. Like you're at like trying her so hard to be intersectional, um, like you know, liberal good white lady. I have a photo. I took a photo on my phone. And I told her if she ever fucks with me, I'm putting it on her Facebook. She dresses up as Aunt Jemima for a Halloween in the seventies. Oh Full blackface. Yep. Wow. Aunt Pam, you fucked up. Wow. You fucked up. And I hold it over her head all the time like, don't fuck with me, Aunt Pam. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> I will Unacceptable. put this canceled, Aunt Pam. You are canceled. You the the ladies at the Methodist church in Castro Valley will never fucking talk to you again. Wow. So you better let me borrow your car to go to Mervyn's or whatever it is that I need from Aunt Pam. 
Wow. Um, but if Ham can can come that far, we all can. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Although <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that all three of us have never dressed up in blackface. That's not true. Oh no. When I was ten years old. I well, that loved, doesn't. You were a child. I was a child, but true story. I dressed up as Millie Vanilli. Uh, for... Well, who wouldn't want to at that time? <laughs> Thank you, but I did put on. I didn't put. I put on a darker foundation, and I had a, a black friend named Janae Wilson at the time. And Janae was Aww. like, "I don't like this costume." I'm like, "Why?" Because I didn't get it. She's like, "Because you're not black." And I was like, "I know that's the point. It's Halloween." Oh, I know. No. So I actually have my own aunt. Well, as my roommate, ex roommate Mick would say, Aunt Pamima. Oh. Uh, photo. So we've all made huge mistakes. I was ten. I that's actually kind of more on my parents. Yeah, that's more. Well, also like you were a kid, and Millie Vanilli was huge at that time. It's true. So it came from a good place. It I just wanted to yeah, be Millie you Vanilli. D- you just you were trying to. They're uh, German. Yeah, and you were trying to kind of like cash in on the cultural zeitgeist that was, I was Millie Vanilli. Uh, but no, I that's what I'm saying is I don't think you knew you were appropriating. I think you were like doing. It's kind of like um, what was that child star that would always dance like Michael Jackson, dress like him and shit. Macaulay Culkin. His no, no, no. The other, the one that oh, was in Corey Feldman. Right, but Corey. I don't think Corey ever did blackface. But like it was like that. But you just took it like one step too far. I really did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Feldman's cousin gets his haircut at my barber shop. What's his name? I. His name's Edward. Edward P. Feldman? No, it's oh. Edward P. Eddie P. He gets a weird haircut too. He gets a to the skin. Really? Bald. You, you don't say. Yeah, to the Corey skin. Corey Feldman's cousin gets like a, a weird haircut? Yes. It's a it's like a you remember those like Mohawk ponytails? Mohawk ponytails. Where it's like where it's just like a strip of hair in the middle and it's all one length and then it gets pulled back into a ponytail, but it doesn't go all the way down. Oh, I do know what you're talking so about. So it's yeah. like one of those, but like the skin part, it's not a fade, it's like bald to the scalp. Do you do straight razor on it? I don't. Um, it's he's not my client. Okay. So, anyways, this is a, this is been a, this is a weird time we're having right now. This is it's a very sprawly conversation. Which... No, but it's cool, honestly. Like, uh, this is what dial on radio is, though. Right, and like yeah. this is what happens on dial on radio. Also, can I just say that I've I've heard that every single one of your shows has a theme. It does. Which this one today I think was originally going to be. Your first day on air sober, mm-hmm. um, which it can be that, or also, I'd like to just point something out that I mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that everyone dies alone. That everyone does die alone. We all die alone. But I think that that's like kind of like taking a a pretty pessimistic view on the original theme of the show, which I believe was an anti love radio show. I mean, it was more like like. When people ask me, like, oh, what is Dialone Radio to you? Originally, it's, it's morphed into something else. But, like, originally, I wanted to have a, like, bummer version of Delilah. I don't know what that is, but I know what a bummer is. Uh, so Delilah <laughs> Radio, Delilah actually is one of the most popular DJs of all time. Uh, Aunt Delilah, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's, so Delilah has been on air for, like, 20 years. And like it's a white, a very soft-spoken white lady, and she plays uh, soft rock songs, like Richard Marks, and people will call in or they'll uh, email, and she's like, "Hey, hey, Stephen. So Stephen here wrote me an email that he wants to tell his wife that he loves her, but he doesn't know how, and he's a long-haul trucker, 
and he can't find the words to to tell her that he loves her. So, Stephen, I'm gonna play a song for you. I'm gonna play Bette Midler, "Wind Beneath My Wings," and like she literally has been doing this for twenty years. Hold on, Meredith, have you heard of this lady? No. So okay, not all white soft-spoken ladies know each other then. No. No, and but I am surprised, Mary, that you've never heard Delilah. And she, her song goes, Delilah. Can we play? Can we play her song? I mean, it will play like a Delilah thing. I'm or sure just I can, a, like, but like a Delilah bumper. No, or something. I can. I can maybe. Uh, it might be a rough situation because I'm just gonna pull it up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, like Delilah is like certainly a thing in the cultural zeitgeist, and that's what I wanted Die Alone, um, radio to be was like a like a very kind of like cynical um there's hey delilah here's the delilah show let's see oh hold on. ltw new york good evening new york city it's just about eight o'clock on this friday night girls night i'm delilah you found a warm safe place to head to on this winter's night i'm gonna be here with love songs and listener stories with delilah's dilemmas we have two of those now each evening because you ask for it so we're giving you two instead of one We've also got so much more to warm your heart and feed your soul like a hot bowl of chicken soup Ooh, on a cold a winter's bowl. night. Is my mic Snuggle up with yeah. me on this Friday night. Okay, Call well, me the phone line. Okay, no, we I can feel stop like, listening to is what I, we can do. Let me just say a couple things. Yes. I, first, I want to apologize to our listeners. I don't think I was being as smooth <laughs> as I should have been. And oh, now I just heard Delilah and I realized that I should be, I should be talking like, I should be like, hey, hey. it's Friday night here in San Francisco and That's you right. found a warm safe place yeah to hang out just get into your jammies and like snuggle up maybe get like a old cold burrito lay down <laughs> and eat a, a cold burrito that you ate for lunch unwrap it it's still kind of juicy you, El found, Pastor. A, you found a warm safe place <laughs> to be on this friday night in yeah. san francisco Maybe just drink a hot mug of cocoa. You maybe you stepped over some human shit on the way home. <laughs> maybe, maybe your car got broken into, or maybe you were almost assaulted on Bart, but now you're safe. Now you're safe. You're now in you're a here. safe place. You're safe. You're on home BFF. with us. That's right. And die alone radio. Exactly. But that is what I wanted. I wanted to basically be like a fucked up Delilah. Um, do do you have anybody that's listening right now that could text you? I want them to t- text you and let you know if they like my regular old voice mm-hmm. or if they like when I talk like this. Okay, you guys, like we're doing more. an on, on-air poll. So all three of you that are listening right now, I want every single person that has my phone number. And like, if you cross, like, if you cross-check like who's listening and if they have my phone number, that's a 100% chance that they do. Yeah. So if you're listening, yeah. text me right now. Do you like do you, Sebastian's? Do you like when I talk more like this? Like you have a, a warm, safe place to be on a Friday night? Or is it better if I just talk like this? Uh, I know what my vote is. Which one? The weird, safe, it's gross one. The weird, safe, gross one. All right, we got one. our first text. We got our first text. Let's see here. Who, who is it from? It is from, oh, wait. Uh, oh, man. Um, cousin DJ Bittermelons actually is an old text. 
Oh, but someone IG'd me. <laughs> this is an old text. This is an old You're text. Just straight up reading old text. This is now. an old text. Okay. Oh no, and this is Alexa oh, replying to her story. So your... no one's texted me. No oh, one's texted Alexa's me. Alexa's listening? No, she's not. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> no, Alexa's not I... listening. Oh, Alexa, hi. Alexa, shout out, Crunch. Shout days. out, we miss you. We Wish miss you were you, here Alexa. right now. So if you guys want, hey, but check this out. How about I don't know you? And you want to text me? Oh, you just you are you just gonna me? give just your gonna number out on air? Yeah, Go, if you dude. are listening right now and you want to text me, you want to vote on the Sebastian's. Um, whether you like Sebastian's uh, Delilah Sebastian or if you like regular Sebastian, my number is 209-616-2000. If I don't know you, I don't care if you text me. 209-616-2000. Actually, we just got two. We got two texts, one from cousin DJ Bittermelons, he, and she says, weird Delilah Sebastian. We got Ooh, one vote for Delilah. Weird and then Delilah Sebastian. Gothic okay. Aaron. Oh, hi, Aaron. I haven't seen you in a long time. I miss you, bud. Uh, said regular voice. Also, is he going to play Death in June? Uh, no, Death in June, because I got my, the last time I saw Death in June play, uh, Meredith's car got totaled because... <laughs> Okay, here's a good story for this Gothic. Is a good story. Yeah, yeah, this is a good story. So I go, uh, I go, I go to see Death in June, and at the time I was only riding my bike, and Meredith had a car, and I didn't have a car, and she had a, a cute cabrio convertible, and um, I drive to the show, and there's a protest going on in front of the show, as I'm sure you can imagine, and there's all of these like Oakland kind of gutter punk kids, and they're like yelling, you know, being like, "You racist, you." sons of jerks or whatever sons of jerks and um and i go into the show and i'm like oh whatever i've seen death in june play before and uh, you know these kind of things these uh these political things happen in front i think it's it for me it feels like a huge misunderstanding and um a misunderstanding of like you know maybe the band and the symbolism and how it's utilized and stuff like that and then i come outside after the show they played it like a really rad show and meredith's car is fucking wrecked dude wrecked windows broken rack top slashed uh kick like somebody like lowered their bodies in from the slashed rag top and like dirty like got their like muddy boots or shoes all over the place just windows fucking blown out and then check this out as if that wasn't bad enough so i have to text meredith this is like one in the morning i text her and i go hey thanks for letting me borrow your car uh really bad news your car got super fucked and then on the way home because the car's so fucked up, I get pulled over by the cops and they see that the car's super fucked up. The cop doesn't get out of his car. He straight up calls backup. They surround the car what? with guns and tell me to get out. They tell me to stick my hands out of the, the, the driver's side window. They pull me out of the car and then they're like, why is, why, why is your car like this? They think that I stole the car. Then I have to talk them into. I went to a death in June. Concert. No, no. Then I had to no. But here's the crazy thing: uh, the only reason why I got off that night because the car wasn't registered in my name. I wasn't on the insurance. Nothing. Like I just borrowed Meredith's car. There was when we came out of the show. There was like ten or fifteen cars that had gotten vandalized, and the police mm-hmm. were on the scene. And there was a detective there that gave everybody his business card, and oh. so I happened to have just had his business card from the death in June show, and I showed it to the cop. And he called that number. What? And the other cop corroborated my story. And so they let me go. And not only did they do that, they were like, all right, yeah, no, we'll follow you to your house. Because the, like, 
the electrical was fucked up on the car. Like oh the car limped God. its way home. Um, and it was fucked up. Dude. Super fucked up. So so no f- death in June because of that. <laughs> well, but check this out. So I've never done this before. Okay. Hit it. Gothic Aaron wants to call in. Please. Please All have right. him call in. I'm going to tell him to call now. So we got two votes. One <laughs> for regular voice. One for... Um, Gothic Aaron. I miss you, bud. I know. He's about to call oh, in. Oh, he said regular voice, though. Oh, he did say okay. regular voice. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Aaron. All right. I just told him to call now. I don't know if this is going to work because I'm It's not... going to work, dude. Have faith. I don't know if it's going to work. I know. Uh... You are the oldest child. Oh, oh. Here we go. Okay. Kay. So I'm putting him on... Hello, Gothic Aaron. Ah, wait, shit. I can't hear him in my in my. Oh man, I can't hear him in my uh, headphones. Oh wait, try now. No, no, still no headphones. Still no, no. What if you just put him on speakerphone? I'm gonna have to just put you on speaker. Yeah, see, I I figured this wasn't gonna work. No, I no, spe- you... put him on speakerphone. All right, here we go. You're on speaker, Aaron. Okay. Oh, we can totally hear you. Go yeah, we it. can hear you. Turn your mic up, though, Jill. No, dude, that's so fucked up about what happened in your car. I, I'm pretty sure it was that was at the Elbow Room. I was at that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, that no, you know, you know, I was at the Elbow Room show. It was at the um, what's the place that's on off of like one street behind Market Street on? I want to say it's oh, like Third and yeah. No, I remember that night because they also broke into the venue and like tore up a toilet or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And they locked us in. They're like. No, no ins and outs. No, that was the the place over on Jesse. I, it closed yes. down. What the fuck was that place called? Yeah, I saw a bunch of people there over the years, but uh, it was yeah, like right off of like six. Like I think it was on on Jesse. It was like you go to this back alley, and yeah, no, I was I was at that show too. That's exactly yeah. the place. Yeah, we I parked in that alley, and like all the cars in the alley got vandalized and fucked up. I was just happy that mine didn't get spray painted. <laughs> It dude. was so bad. And it wasn't even my car. That's the worst part is borrowed. Oh, dude. That sucks, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wish I figured out how to, this worked. But, I mean, you're on speaker. We can kind of hear you. Yeah. So That's what, okay. So no, you... I wasn't actually, like, trying to call in. I was just, like, texting you. And then you're like, I don't have any text. I didn't get any text. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just, just blame my data fucking provider. It's not my problem. Jill, Jill stays Teddy t- talking up all her anytime minutes. Delay. Yeah, there's a delay. Wait, but. your number is 209? The number you write out? I haven't looked at your number. It's just been saved in my phone for decades. Yeah, I didn't know. This number is not decades old. It's Jill, not. It's let new. me tell you another story about this because I know this. Yeah. Jill, when she went to, can I say this? Yeah. When Jill went to rehab, uh-huh. uh, she got a new phone number. She And she called me from rehab and said, hey, bub, I know you've been trying to reach me. I've mm-hmm. been unavailable. Number's gone. New number. And so I can even tell you Jill's old number because that's just still saved in my phone. Yeah, my old number. I had my old number forever, which is a 510. And then uh, it was when I was losing my brain and I was like, I'm fucked the Bay Area. I'm moving back home. And so I got a 209 number. Yeah, and Jill told me she was like, I'm not going to give anyone my number. Your your old number was 695-4151. Okay. I totally, I I blanked on that. I forgot that you got a new number. I got a new number. So I... (laughs) Could like make sure a certain person wouldn't call me, but then I like gave him that number like right away. Which I I think it I called that too. That way, like, I called it too. To I was like, "You're just gonna end up giving everyone like, your I number." I don't need to engage with this anymore. I'm gonna delete the number. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna not. And then 
you you know, it's just like, don't put your hand on the stove. Don't put your hand on the stove. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to put my fucking hand on the stove. Like, the more you make it forbidden, the more you just are like, no, oh. we're going to break this, especially after a couple cocktails at night when you're lonely and you're like, oh, is it that kind of a thing? Yeah, I mean, basically... Yeah, it was more or less, yeah, yeah. So this person has my number. I changed my stupid number for no reason. So now I have a 209 number. But it's cool. I mean, it's a cool number. I'm cool with it. It's cool. It's cool. Aaron, what did you think of Chat Pile? The last one that you guys played? Yeah. I kind of liked it. it. Weirdly enough, there was something about it that sort of reminded me. And it's like. Probably not that apparent, but vaguely Nirvana asked, and I can't remember which Ooh. Nirvana song. Ooh, I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear it. It maybe like something from like In Utero. I can't mm. remember for the life of me remember which song, but there was something about it that reminded me of one of the heavier, more like chaotic Nirvana tracks. I totally hear that. Um, you're also triggering Jill because little known fact, one of Jill's most hated bands of all time is Nirvana. She hates. No, me. I know that. I've known okay. Jill and I have been friends since we were little kids. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, that's true. It's true. We've been best friends since yeah, we were yeah, little I, kids. I remember. And so that. he knows I'm 100% Corny Love, 0% Kurt Cobain. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm I'm in both camps. I like I'm the weirdo, like uh, because it seems like people are either one or the other or something, and I've always liked both of them. I had T-Man and Shira. I had whole and Nirvana <laughs> records. I did not. <laughs> Would you though. would you say your verse? No. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Uh, he just said, "Would you say your verse?" Um. Yeah, sometimes, but lean more towards top if if that's. What it is. <laughs> I mean, we're almost at eleven, so we can start having this. It is almost. Right? That's another rule. So on on dial alone radio after eleven o'clock, anything goes. No rules. Lead top only. Like mm. top, yeah. I've just been like only in the in the mood for that. But uh, you know, if you're in a relationship after a while, you gotta change shit up. So yeah, <laughs> you gotta change shit up. I I hear you. I hear you. That's so cool. We were at the same shows at the same time, Aaron. Oh, yeah. I've seen Death in June every time they played in San Francisco going back to their first show in 97. Okay, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen them a, a bunch of times, but not that. I didn't start going to see them until maybe around like 2003 or four or whatever. You know how? Yeah, because that's when he started touring again. Um, yeah. And that was, I actually, my friends and I went because it was originally after the first the 97 tour he was like i'm never playing the u.s again that was a one and only time thing and then voila 2002 there was a show in new york and then there was a show in la so my friends and i went down to the key club in la to go see him and uh you know boyd rice of course because boyd always toured with him and then after that he started playing in san francisco a lot more because i guess he has a big following here so he every death in june show i went to and i can't remember how many i he actually played here a lot for a while before he retired again um but yeah, yeah, you know, no. you know what's uh, really weird and maybe. Did you see current ninety three? Yeah, well, so this is the question I was going to ask you: is what is it? And maybe somebody out there is going to school me on this because I feel like maybe I'm a little bit on the younger side for to know this answer. But what is there's a cross section of Bay Area kids that were into hardcore graffiti and that whole vibe that that's how I got into current ninety three and Death in June was because people that I knew were into it and got me into it. 
but they were like slightly older. But I don't know how, I don't know why they have such a big following here in the Bay Area. So if anybody knows and can tell me why they have such a big following in the Bay Area, I would love to know. But I do know that that's how I got into them. Um, I knew a couple of guys, um, Rob Beckstrom, if you're out there listening, uh, he's an old school Bay Area hardcore dude. He used to take me when I was too young to drive, he used to take me to shows at the Cocodry in the mid nineties. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, I used to see we used to go to the uh <laughs> the lusty lady across yeah. the street. And then we'd go to see we go to the Cocodry when I was a teenager, a wee boy, and um and uh Tina. Uh Tina shakes fists on uh Instagram if you know her. But I've known Tina since I was maybe eleven years old and also took me to a bunch of shows when I was a young kid. And I feel like those are the people that got me into those kind of bands, but I don't know how they got into it. I don't know. Yeah, no, same same with me. It was but it was like older older goth folks who got them who got me into them. It was like, you know, it, it was introduced to me like you know, within like subcultures and like um underground stuff, there's even hierarchies and like the thing with you know, Death in June, especially around that time in like the nineties when I started was introduced to them in current three is they were like super obscure. The records were really fucking expensive, yeah. hard to find. So they were like this unattainable kind of like elite of elite sort of, you know, oh, like, Oh, if you had the original vinyl of blah, 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 current 93, you were the king of, of everything. So, um, you know how and, like and admittedly something that, that kind of appealed to me, the rarity of the records and, and all that. And the fact that, you know, the, all those world serpent bands never really toured the U S mm-hmm. for, you know, until like the late nineties. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know how the hardcore like skater, like, or whatever the, sorry, whatever group. No, that, that was it. Yeah. To them, but it, for me, it came through like the goth scene. So it was like older goths who were really, really into them. And then also like, I think I mentioned this when I played just in June and, when I was on a, a, a fuck Christmas show, but, um, you know, he was the first like gay dude music that I ever heard where it was like, he was out, you know, he was not mincing words. He was singing songs about unrequited gay dude love. And, yeah. you know, as a teenager, that was, that was like really important to me, like to actually have representation despite the sketchy <laughs> symbolism that he likes to use but totally yeah totally. uh that's like a whole other fucking conversation and yeah no you were right people get it wrong and completely misinterpret it and i have huge problems with uh, uh low-hanging fruit antifa like literally like you're beating up fucking goths at a gay dude's concert a gay dude who plays acoustic guitar sings songs about having sex with priests in airport bathrooms and is a pagan vegetarian you know like come on like you can do yeah. better i mean i guess that's why they go and beat up the gossip the death in june shows because if they really had to go up against the fucking proud boys or do something that actually <laughs> mattered you know it Damn, was work. a sick call out also yeah like at that time because i don't remember what year exactly that show was but it was probably close to 10 years ago I was 2013, I think. Yeah, I was flat broke, borrowing a car to even be there. And then I had to fix the car that I borrowed that got fucking thrashed. It sent me back like like I that's why I have like a almost like PTSD from that. Like I haven't yeah. seen I haven't gone to like Also you're Latino. What does that have to do with it? If they are so like pissed about Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well that happens all the time. Like I, I got called out at a party one time for wearing a Okay, first of all, let me, before I tell the story, I have a really difficult time of knowing where to stand on the argument of like, do you detach 
the artist from the art because, and I'm not saying this is right before I put this on the world, but I'm saying that I have a hard time. Like if I grew up listening to something and it's something that to me speaks to me and then that person comes out and says something off the wall and they get canceled, I don't like go out and like throw those records in the street and then anyway, long story short, I I was wearing a shirt of a band. I won't talk about which band it is at a friend's party and I got literally kind of cornered and told that it was not okay to wear that shirt and that I shouldn't be wearing that out and that that shit was like racist and all the stuff. And it's interesting to me to hear that as a hundred percent Latino person born in South America yeah. uh, to, you know, where I was like, Oh man, I just like metal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't think um, that white people should be policing people of color well, in any I, way, shape or yeah, form. That, you know, what's crazy too is I'll tell the story and RIP Minoxi, but I worked with a woman named Minoxi um, uh, at, at a company, at a tech company years ago, or a death grip shirt that has an Aboriginal man on it. And uh, she complained to HR about that too. And I was asked to go into uh, a room and flip my shirt inside out. Um, and she had complained, but I thought it was so interesting that she couldn't just approach me and be like, hey, what's up with your shirt? Do you like that offends me? She had to like go talk to HR about it. But here's the funny thing is the HR lady was super cool. She was like my age. Shout out Rena. Um, and she was like, Hey Sebastian, we got to complain about your shirt. Do you mind like either putting something over it or turning it inside down? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like it wasn't even a big deal. I just yeah. said like, sure. Yeah, that's not a problem. And, um, and I asked her, I was like, who made the complaint? And she's like, well, I can't say, but it was at like seven in the morning and there was only four people in the office. And like, so I, I immediately knew who it was. And then, um, I get dressed in the dark, especially early in the mornings. And I, all of my shirts in my closet are black. Yeah. And so I just grab whatever shirts at the top that's clean and I put it on. So like a few weeks later, I got dressed. I wore, <laughs> I wore the shirt again and I walked into work and Rena's face uh, like dropped. And she's like, hey, can I talk to you in the other room? And I was like, yeah, what did I do this time? She's like, hey, we talked about the shirt. And I was like, oh, shit, it was a total mistake. And she didn't buy it. She thought I was doing it like to be political. Oh, and I was like, no, no, I literally got dressed in the dark. Um, so yeah, she, I got in trouble for that, but I've, I've been called out for, uh, cause metal oftentimes has, uh, people that have gotten canceled. Yeah, this sure does. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Metal bands have covered death in June. I can't remember which one, but, uh, some, some metal band cl- covered one of their more, uh, <clears throat> uh, provocative songs, song mm. titles. Oh. <laughs> the song itself is not provocative, but. People, it's Rose Cause of Holocaust, which has been completely misinterpreted. Um, no, it's it's not even about that. It's like not the Holocaust, but Holocaust. So it's like so the backstory of the song is that Doug was in Iceland with a friend, and they were in a hot spring, and like this volcanic ruins, like this, you know, Holocaust is like burnt offerings or like uh, you know, being burnt by fire or something like destroyed by fire. So they were in this like volcanic landscape, and like the the sun was setting and everything was just like this alien kind of destroyed, but also beautiful world. And, you know, the sky was pink and he was looking back on this relationship that he had had in his younger years with this older dude. Like when he was in his twenties, Doug has a thing for daddies and was with this guy who was like 50 and, you know, Don't we all, of Holocaust, Don't we all have a thing for daddies. But like the, the, the end of that relationship, the lies in that relationship, blah, blah, blah. Like he actually broke down all the lyrics um and explained it but anyway some death metal band covered that they 
some other death metal band also covered Diamanda. They covered um, uh, Rotting Christ. Covered orders, orders of orders from the dead, or orders of the dead from Defixiones. So there's yeah, that's no. That for a lot of like the really fringe experimental, like super dark kind of bands that kind of get glopped into the goth genre, there's also like in the Venn diagram, like the death black metal, also kind of are are into them. I know a lot of like. I've heard a lot of like death and black metal people like have, have reverence for a uh, Diamanda. And yeah, I, yeah. I think a couple other bands might metal bands might've covered death in June as well. But yeah, the song title is not at all what people fucking think it is. So yeah. like the lack of critical thinking and actually like looking at something and kind of trying to figure it out. And as an English major, the, the fact that this is a, a thing that has fallen by the wayside when people are confronted with art that makes them feel icky is, is it makes me despair for the human race. I, I agree with anyway, you. Anyway, um, tangent. Aaron, here's two things for you. One, um, I didn't know you were an English major. Did you know that I work at Grammarly? That's one, question number one. I feel like you would know what Grammarly is, where a lot of people don't. Or I guess if you've gone to college recently, you would know what that is. Yeah, yeah, no, I see the ads for it. Yeah, I bachelor in English literature, MFA in creative writing, and I've been hey, sitting here reading a, all night. He's a writer. The- also, okay, Aaron, you have talk. to read Tweaker Tweaker World, by the way. What Tweaker World? Yeah, look it up. You got to read it. So and good. then here, hold on. Follow up question, Aaron. Have you ever heard a band called Limp Wrist? What wrist? Limp Wrist. Limpress now. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, then here's what we're gonna do, Jill. Can Ooh, we, we'll cue it we, up. Can we cue it up? Let's. I want to dedicate the song to Gothic Aaron. Um, it is because uh, you brought up representation and just badass queer bands. And I was re- so, I um I used to listen here, to Los Crudos. Oh, I don't think I could play from here. You can oh, plug this in. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, hold on. So I used to listen to Los Crudos, um, and this is the band that followed them, but they are a queer i guess you'd say hardcore or punk band but um i'd like to dedicate this song to you and uh they're all around badass i don't have a whole lot of details jill you looked them up earlier they're from new york right uh yeah they're from new york what's what's the name of this song this song is called como vos which means we'll we'll do that later oh it's c-o-m-o space v-o-s como vos which means uh just like you in spanish uh, so this song goes out to you, Aaron, and to anyone that um, might enjoy and then, a badass queer I've, punk band. I've been holding on to a joke, and so I want to. I have to tell it because it's like in my mind. I have to tell it. Is no one out pizzas the hut? No <laughs> one out gothics gothic Aaron. That's true. That's we true. love you, Aaron. Love, love you, Aaron. You too, All right. To talk to you, Sebastian. Thank you, you too. For letting me like dive bomb. bomb no. I, yeah. I was hell yeah. Kidding about because I just thought you were doing like that. No. No, no, no. This was, okay. this was awesome. Thanks for calling in. And then this song goes out uh, to you. A little, little cameo. Uh, no, it's, it's good because it's like, it's weird, Jill, to listen to you and not being able to talk to you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you. Ooh, I like that. That was very loving show. of you, Aaron. You know, because I always, I'll text you. Like I was texting you when, I, when Bitter Melon was on. That was so loving of you. Which Jill, I, I can't. Real quick. I can't uh, hear you without I, talking to you. You could have totally said who that was like you didn't need to play coy like okay so when you're talking about like going over to dude's house to hook up and he's just in basketball shorts and not wearing underwear literally i had just gotten home from fucking some dude over on the other side of me <laughs> in the richmond got over to his place and he was in basketball shorts and no underwear and i'm like i'm fine with it i was in cargo shorts and flip-flops and no underwear because 
I was going over there because I thought, like, we're getting naked. Clothes are coming off. Why do I need to wear more? You know? Like, just efficiency. Just go in, you get naked, and, you bang, and then a little cuddling. And, oh, wait, what was your name? Oh, cool, later. Okay, all right, I'm going to go get a walk around the corner, get a lift, because standing and waiting for it in front of your apartment would be really weird and awkward. Um, so, yeah, no. Anyway, I just, we... I just wanted to get that out there. Yes, God the Karen. I, I guess maybe we need to talk more in depth on this. Maybe I should go beyond with, with bitter melons. Oh, my God, that would be. Because as a dude, like, I, I don't care. Like, I don't need someone to, you know, be clinging. Yeah, I don't want someone to be all dirty. But, like, basketball shorts, fine. I don't, I don't know <laughs> we're fine. Like, well, we know what our next episode is then. Undies, no undies. Who cares? For me, yeah. Whenever you you want to have me on again, or next yeah, Friday. I don't think I've met Bitter Melon. Oh, you? Her? Yeah, I don't think so. But you would love her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. And uh, well, we still need to do the the episode with Brother Porter that got moved because I just had to do the Roz Williams tribute. So thank you for letting me do that. Of so. course. All right, we're gonna do Limp Wrist. We love you so much, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Love you too. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs>
You're listening to BFF.FM, and this is Dialone Radio with Brother Jill. That was perfect. We're going to have to start having you do the promos. I, I did it in uh, in creep boy voice. Wait, you let did. me try let me try one more time. Okay, do it again. You're listening to BFF.FM, and this is Dialone Radio with Brother Jill. And my besties, you have found a warm, <laughs> safe place to be on a Friday night. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Delilah, <clears throat> I'm not the only one that likes Delilah. Like, uh, there are people out there that love, I mean, well, millions of people love Delilah. Do you think that song, Hey There, Delilah, was written about her? No, but it would be cooler if it be cooler if it was. It'd be a lot cooler. If be you, a lot cooler if it was. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. That's right. So we just heard uh we heard Limpress yes. for for Goth shout out Gothic Aaron. That was shout out because Gothic Aaron brought up representation mm-hmm. and um and yeah, they're just a badass queer punk hardcore band, which I really like so. Yes, and I have something to say about representation. But then let's talk about Happy Jawbone Family Jam Band. Oh, that's right. We just listened to Fireflies Made of Dust mm-hmm. by Happy Jawbone Family Band. Yes, and you're listening to BFF.FM <laughs> Dialone Radio Community Community Run Internet Based Radio Community Run Internet Based Radio, and that's this right. is Dialone Radio with. <laughs> Brother Jill. Brother Jill. With Brother Jill. Brother Jill. Oh wait. Speaking huh. of okay, can yeah. I just I don't I don't make it a habit to do this, but in case this is recorded and anybody hears this, uh-uh. I do want to shout out a couple of people that are very yeah. important in my life. One is um Gianni Izzo, one of my best friends, uh mm-hmm. Andy, my mm-hmm. brother, and Nicole, yeah. my sister. And Meredith is here, but she refuses to talk, so you don't get a shout out. You're you're already here, so whatever. You're already here. It's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was amazing. Tough. Okay. When we were talking about representation, here's something. So so growing up with a fat body, it was really like there's not a lot of like positive role models. And one of the first positive role models I ever saw was uh Ricky Lake's character, Tracy Turnblad on uh, in, hair, in John Waters' Hairspray. And I feel like there has been numerous like people with fat bodies in music, uh, but there's never been an all-fat band. Ooh, I want to challenge that. I think that they're... Oh, they're, wait, the Fat Boys. Well, yeah, but they're rappers. But I want to challenge that. I feel like there probably has been an all-fat band. That's my story. Um <laughs> I I don't I can't imagine that there hasn't been an all fat band. I think there's probably been like an accidentally all fat band. Like it's like Oh, the, but you you're saying like people that started a band because they were fat? I'm talking about people that are like, this is part of my identity. We're a fat Ooh, band. I see what you're saying. Okay. Besides yeah. fat boys. Besides the fat boys. <laughs> Which did shout you ever, out fat boys. Shout out fat boys. Did you ever see the movie that I they was made? just gonna say Disorderlies was one of my Dude, favorite that movies. Movie was that so movie is sick. so sick. Wait, I also love that you I knew exactly where they Take care of that guy. Uh-huh, that old man. And they're, they're like the the guys like uh, nephews trying to get his money. Mm-hmm. But in the orderlies find out that they're trying to get his money and they, they try to protect the old man. And then at the end, they they end up inheriting everything. Yeah. That's the coolest. Movie. That's the best movie, That's the dude. Coolest movie. Dude. Uh, and they cover the Beatles. Baby, you're a rich man. Oh yeah, that shit's sick. Baby, you're a rich man. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, so I, you might be right. I don't know if there's ever been a band where that was like their shtick or identity. Besides Fat Boys, 
Well, they're not a band though. They're rappers. They're rappers. That's true. Yeah, there's never been like a all fat chick band. No. Do, is are, are there any ASMR people listening right now? Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink. Meredith, will you get your nails on uh, the can for the ASMRs, the asthmers? Do it. Clink. That that you're hearing is a hot girl's nails on a cold can. You besties. That's right, besties. Wait, hold, I'm gonna turn your mic up all the way. Do it again. Do yeah. it again. Jill, yeah. can you can you turn me up just so I could whisper into this motherfucker? Yeah. All right. Go. All right. Now I can whisper like I'm right up right up in your ear. Oh, you are right up in the ear hole. <laughs> in my ear hole. Right up in the ear hole. Yeah, I like I want to whisper. I'm also going to drink um some water. Oh, yeah, drink some Are water. you ready? Ready? Yeah. Let's hear it. Dude, have you ever heard me burp? By the way, no, <laughs> I don't no. think I've burped in like fifteen years. No, but you know who burps all the time? Gothic Aaron. No, <laughs> no, DJ I don't Bittermelons. DJ Bittermelons. She'd just be walking around like Barrr! like oh, Barney man. from Simpsons, dude. Oh, rude. <laughs> okay, it's in her own house. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, then it's okay. It's fine. You can burp. Did we? House. Did we get any more texts? No. So even though you threw your number out there, no more texts. No, I feel like oh. even if people do listen, they're not gonna just be texting me, wild texting me. Okay, how about this? What? Let's do an on-air contest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's do an on-air contest. First person to text Jill. Uh huh. Right now. Mm -hmm. What will they get? I'll send them a picture of um. No, uh, it's DJ Bittermelons. Um. What, I mean, what do people want? I don't know. I how about this? Okay, here's no. This is real. It, the first person to text me, their just an address, I will mail them tomorrow. I promise, I will mail you tomorrow. Uh, a hair care product. We have so many. Ooh. We have so many full size hair care products at my barber shop that I'm like, what do I do with these? I don't want to throw them away. But what do I do with all this Kevin Murphy shit? And so, like, hey, if anybody wants to, if you text me, it doesn't have to be your address. It's just be a address. I will send you free Kevin Murphy, like, full-size bottles of product. Okay, that's super fair. Right? Okay, so. I was so going to say, like, a picture of my boobs, but I was like, I don't think anybody really cares about that. Yeah. No. I, I thought you were going to say, I'll mail you, because I know that people like, um, mm -hmm. like, dirty underwear, pictures of feet or something. Uh, I'll send you a picture of my feet with shoes on. <laughs> I'm wearing some hokas because um, I be standing on my feet all day. Can so. you? Can I bring up something personal? But yeah, you can. You're free always. to not talk about it. No, we can talk about. Can whatever. you just? Can you tell me what was going on when you decided to get the foot tattoo that you've gotten removed? Not removed, but covered up. Oh, my hella dicks tattoo. I also thought you were gonna try to bring up the time when I was foot hookering. No, I didn't know you foot hookered. Yeah, yeah. No, well, here's you, two stories. Did you ever foot fuck? No. Well, yes, <laughs> but for free. Okay. Uh, just it, it just happened, and I was like, "Whoa, that's weird." Okay. I mean, okay. I wait. So palaces. I don't know. Let's go really back to the that. tattoo, though. Okay. So what happened? Where? What were you thinking? What was the? What was the mental model you were in? What was the frame of reference? What were we thinking? And then what made you cover it up? So that was a time when I was a tattoo apprentice part time. I was working at CCA and I was apprenticing 
under Amy Troutman. Um, and I was learning how to tattoo. And when you are a tattoo apprentice, you just sit around thinking of stupid tattoos to get. And so I used to have, well, I do still have it. It's just covered with other tattoos. It used to say two words on my toes, like how it's like knuckle tattoos, but it's just toe tattoos. It used to say hella dicks. Um, because I thought at some point in my life, it would be funny to be like, hey, I have hella dicks tattooed on my toes. And um, then I'd take off my shoes and like the joke would be that I would have like, people would think it was a bunch of tiny penises on my toes, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's was just the word hella dicks on my I like toes. That. Okay, that's So cool. that, and I've since gotten it covered. Um, and then there was a time when I was working at CCA. I was also what I would call foot hookering. But it was what is foot hookering? It's where you're selling like foot related things for money. And oh. I um, actually, it, it started off very innocently. Um, it's probably, it's the only sex work I've ever done. It started off very innocently. I had a Flickr account. And, oh. and on my Flickr account, I was catalog, I was cataloging all my vans. Oh. And so I had pictures because I had, a, I've always had a million vans. Okay. Right. And like when you met me, I had missed yeah, yeah, vans. You had your missed I had, vans. I had all kinds of vans, right? So I, on Flickr, made a folder of just like all my vans, my vans collection. And some weird dude from like Maine or Connecticut or something was like, hey, ew. can I buy your vans? And I'm like, ew, why would you want to buy my vans? They're old as fucking gross. They smell bad. He's like, that's exactly. the point. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, so. He's like, I need a warm, safe place to <laughs> I need a warm, safe place. <laughs> Well, it spiraled out of control so quickly. What happened? Uh, I so I started uh sending him. I'd be like, okay, I'll send you my old vans, but you gotta give me enough money to buy new vans. He's like, sure thing. So he would send me like eighty bucks, and I would send him uh my old vans, and he was like, put it in a Ziploc bag, like wear them all day, then put it in a Ziploc bag, and then mail it to me. And I'm like, okay. Then he's like, can I send you? a video of what I do with the vans is not, you won't see my genitalia. And I was like, um, okay. He was putting like soda. So in the video he sent me, he's pouring like soda from like a McDonald's cup into the van and he's drinking soda out of my van. And then God, that is so so gross. It gets grosser. So then the last request he had for me was like, okay, I want you to put, Twinkies in one of your vans <laughs> and then Reese's peanut butter cups in your other van and walk around and wear them all day and then send them to me. And I was like, that will be mad uncomfortable for me because my feet will get very smelly and stinky and itchy and sugar and I can't just walk around with candy in my vans. Um, and then he dropped off. Because you denied his request? I think I, yeah, I think it just got too weird for even him. Look, let me just, I think you could have countered there. I don't think it was, <laughs> I don't think you could have gone, you didn't need to go hard no on it. I think you could have said, well, how about 10 minutes, not all day? Yeah, no, that's true. It's funny because I just got a text and I thought it was someone for the contest, but it wasn't. It was just one of my clients being like, I need a haircut. <laughs> at 11.30 at night? Oh, Aaron. So Aaron and cousin DJ Bittermelons just um just uh 
texted me, Aaron, I will absolutely send you some Kevin Murphy. Uh, but I was meeting someone I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you could just give. Because I could be like, hey, Aaron, DJ. do you want to just like meet up for coffee? I'll give you some free hair shit. Yeah. I will, Aaron, I promise I'll send you some Kevin Murphy in the mail. But if someone I don't know and who's not been on the show, who is listening, which is no one, um, which I'm fine with. Uh, I'll send somebody a pair of my dirty socks. If anyone wants, there's the prize. You have <laughs> your choice sick, of prizes. That's it. You get hair products, a picture of Jill's feet, yeah, a Twinkie stuffed Vans, uh-huh. uh huh, or a, one of my dirty socks, or one of uh, Sebastian's dirty socks. And I wear nice socks. Oh, too. oh, maybe people don't have my number two zero nine six one six two thousand. If you want to enter the contest, this is my first dial on radio contest. Enter the contest. You can win one of Sebastian's socks. A picture of my feet. I'll take my shoes off for you. I'll, and so oh, you, you know what would be cool huh. is we could send them a picture of both of our feet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I don't think both of our feet have ever been in a picture before. No. Uh, I also have sick foot tattoos and so do you. Yeah, that's right. We both have sick foot tattoos. So if you Okay, so that's a really great prize. That's a if fantastic you, prize. If you text Jill right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. Who you are? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone, anyone out there in Radio Land? Take our shoes off. Uh huh. And right send now. you a picture, a warm, our... safe picture of our feet. <laughs> of both our feet. So it's man feet and woman feet. <laughs> <laughs> Four feet. I just like these man feet and woman feet. <laughs> well, some people want to see man feet. Some people want to see women feet. I actually scratched that. No one wants to see man. Well, no, there are people who want to see man. Nobody wants to see man feet. That's why I thought it was funny. And also, like, imagine, like, you're like, oh, yeah, there was a guy buying my weird foot stuff. And then my answer to that was, I'll send you one of my socks. Nobody wants a, sk- a skater guy's socks. Oh, there are men out there. No, no women want it, certainly. No, 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 no women want a man I'll send sock. A, I'll send a dude a man sock. No, I know you will. I know you I got, will. Hey, I don't discriminate. I know. Oh, no, I know. And uh, Also, no judgment. No judgment. No judgment. You listen to Limp Wrist. You're open-minded. I, dude, what is this, the 1800s? Come on. It's 2023. You'd be sending men your socks if you, if exactly. you want to. Dude, also, just. It don't mean nothing. Just do you. Do you. Do you. There's do no you, judgment. Do you, bud. Dial on radio. That's our tagline. Do you, bud. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool contest. No one's texting. Yeah, nobody cares. It's okay. That's, That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's it's. It was still fun radio. It was still fun radio, and like we played. So remember how you sent me forty songs today? Oh yeah, should we? We play played song? four. We played four songs, so that's a tenth of the playlist. Yeah, looks like we're gonna be here till Tuesday. <laughs> I know we're gonna be here. We'll be like, see you next Tuesday, Jill. And, oh, and... that's a bad word. You can't say see you next oh, Tuesday on the radio. Yeah. Well, you okay. can say anything on internet radio. Okay, then I let me pick a song. This next song mm-hmm. is uh, a song that is not available in your stream. To play it off mine, oh. but it's oh, a. Oh, are you? I'm gonna have to. Up? Yeah, I'm gonna have to plug in. Turn your phone up, by the way. Okay, I'm gonna turn my phone turn all the way up. All the way up. But the reason I want to play the song is because the drummer of this band is, is that on your playlist. It's on my playlist. Okay. Yeah, the drummer of this band, his name is Matthew. Uh, and he's somebody that I've known since I was maybe about 11 or 12 years old. We met at All Skate uh, in San Mateo. And Matthew has been a huge music influence in my life. And he's played in some of my favorite bands that exposed me to other of my other favorite bands. But um, this song is called Bang Your Head. And it's by Portraits of Past. And this, this was a band that Jonah was in, right? Jonah was in this as well, Fuck and Jonah, by this the way. was a, a a entry point band for me, and I I got into a lot of music 
from this band. So shout out to this band, and uh, I'm excited to share it with everyone. And I'm going to um, salt this sweet sentiment by saying Jonah Buffo is also in this band, who is the West Coast creative director loser <laughs> of fellow barber who is my major competitor and also my previous employer and you suck <laughs> so here we go uh portraits of past bang your head Okay. You're listening to BFF.FM, and this is Dialone Radio with Brother Jill. Ooh, that was and, so good. And besties, you found a warm, safe place tonight. Yeah, buddy. Um, Yeah. We, what should we play? We didn't get through a lot of the songs. Um, Yeah, I mean, we don't really have to play anything. No, it's fine. We can play some stuff. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Do we want happy? Do we want sad? Let's do a um, happy song. Let's do a happy song. Okay, I'm going to play this. It's called Make You Stay by Sega Bodega Lapsley. And the reason we're playing this song was because it was added to this playlist by... Oh, this is also on your phone. It's not on my phone. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, this was added by Meredith. Meredith Mang. Yeah. Uh, Meredith on the... Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, Meredith Mang. Meredith Mang added this. And uh, this is her pick. Boom. Get into it. It's not plugged in. Uh-oh. Maybe I disconnected from the panel. Here. Do this. Plug in this. Buddy. Well, you got to use an adapter. Oh, I don't, I don't got no adapters. Use an adapter. Dead air. That's fine. Dead we're air. To, we're just trying to do some stuff. Hey, dead air. It's all good. 
We right can. now. Oh, wait, no, it's right now. I see. <laughs> Qui peut faire de la voile sans vent 
qui peut ramer sans rameur et qui peut quitter son amour sans verser des larmes. Je peux faire de la voile sans vent, je peux ramer sans rameur, mais ne peut quitter mon amour sans verser de larmes. La 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 faire de la voile sans vent qui peut ramer sans rameur et qui peut quitter son amour sans verser de larmes je peux faire de la voile sans vent je peux mais ne peut quitter mon amour sans verser de larmes. La 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 la. listening to bff.fm and this is die alone radio with brother jill that's me and you oh and i'm sebastian yeah just plain old sebastian, just plain old sebastian. don't have a, i don't have a cool dj name not yet not yet but you don't have to have like you know people have just like their regular ass name my regular ass name regular ass sebastian just regular ass Sebastian. Regular old ass Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> regular old ass Sebastian. Just regular old ass Sebastian is in the up. house. Um, 
Oh, who did we hear? Oh, uh, let me. I forget how to pronounce their name. Oh, that, and, that's and what's I'm, really funny too. I can't it, pronounce anything. Is it okay? I I don't know if it's Rammer Sans Ram mm-hmm. or Raymer Sans Rame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna butcher this, and I'm sorry ahead of time, but I believe it's Akofa Akusa. Gotcha. And that it's just a really cool track that um, I ran into on Spotify, and nice. I just really fell in love with it. Um, I think that there's a, a optimistic sadness in her voice that really mm-hmm. uh, resonates with me, and I wanted to share it with the besties out there. All the besties. Um. Yeah, I wish that there. I mean, I I think so. Let me tell a story, yeah. a really quick story. You tell, but, tell um, a long story. When I was in middle school, uh-huh. I grew up in San Mateo, California, and we used to be able to, on I believe it was either Thursday or Friday nights, and somebody out there that's a little bit older than me can probably um, correct me on this, but we used to get a show from KZSU, mm-hmm. which was the Stanford radio station, oh. and they would play the sickest. Hell yeah. Like there was, they would be playing punk, thrash metal but then it would switch and then they'd have like like rave music uh-huh. and like late night yeah. late night rave music so on a on a hot on a hot friday night when like it's like too hot to go to sleep mm-hmm. and i didn't have a car because it was like too you know it's fucking middle school my brother and i just sitting in our rooms cooking in san mateo no ac or whatever Oof. And we just used to have the radio on, just be listening to KZSU. So shout out yeah. KZSU yeah. Um, at Stanford. You made a difference in my life and exposed me to a bunch of cool music. And then later on, mm-hmm. I got to see some really cool little secret shows at KZSU in a little tiny room. But they had like Spaz play one time. What? Yeah, yeah. They had, um, <clears throat> yeah, shout out to Frank Markey. Shout out to Wayne Walker. Shout out to everybody that I ever saw KZSU show with. But we used to go there, and I'm, I might be exposing myself right now, but mm. my brother and I used to go with our friend Gianni and Eric Livingston, and we used to they used to have uh, golf carts uh-huh. at Stanford oh, that, were, wow. that were never locked up and didn't need a key. Oh, so we used God. to jump in those golf carts and drive them around and smash them into stuff, and then we'd run to the radio station, and we'd hide in there and listen to music. Uh, because they would have live bl- bands playing at KZSU. That's awesome. It was fucking awesome. That is it, awesome. It was a an old old timey Bay Area thing, I guess. No, it's so it's so awesome. And like very nice. I'll just put on BFF like when I'm like cleaning or whatever, and listen. And sometimes it'll be something that I not like, not my flavor or whatever. But I'll be into it because it's like cool listening to music. And since I've started here as a DJ, I've been exposed to so much. New music and new friends and like it's really been it really is awesome, especially post pandemic when people are like, yo, my friends have moved away are dead or like not okay or like people's lives have really shuffled around. It's really nice to have a place where you can meet up with like new people and make new friends like, you know, walking in here. It's like you meet these other DJs, but you also meet these DJs' friends, and you're going out on outings, and you're like doing. It's just awesome, and like the whole point of community run radio is to build a community, and that's what's here. Dude, that's what's up. That's I really appreciate up. that. I yeah, it's interesting. I it's music has always been a constant in my life, but I never, I don't think I ever thought of myself as somebody that would like 
go on the radio. So thank you. Or go on a radio show. So thank you for having me on. Of course. Um, for being on. This is really cool. It is. It's really fun. It is super fun. I Growing up, I always wanted to have a cable access show. Oh, you would fucking kill it. I know. Too. I feel like that is my true calling, a cable access show. But is this one step towards you having a, a cable access show? I think so. I think so. I think so. Because I'm going to... I actually re... Started Tinder teardown, and I am gonna start <laughs> I love uploading. Your t- I love your Tinder teardown. The post. Tinder teardown is gonna be fucking legit. Now that I know how to use Canva, and uh, <laughs> shout out Canva, and shout out DJ Bittermelons for sending me the best of their of uh, her Tinder account. Uh, since I don't have one, I need to make a ghost one. But I'm blocked out from Tinder, so I need to like do it on the work phone. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> which is how I met my last boyfriend. Uh, being on the work phone tinder and um shout out pete fuck you and uh (laughs) and uh i'm like yo i'm gonna start doing like tiktok and cameos roasting fools oh that's also i'm like someone's gonna kill me if i do that that's a really good idea but i feel like that would be so fun because i'm so good at roasting people yeah i think you i'm you're fine i don't think anyone's gonna kill you i think everybody knows it's in good fun it is. And it's also, I make sure there's certain parameters. I don't make fun of anyone's body. And I don't make fun of anything that someone can't change about themselves. But I will make fun <laughs> oh, of your yeah. fucking ponytail, <clears throat> your man bun, your goatee. I'm a barber, so all this like hair shit comes first. Uh, your fake tan, your horrible attempts at representing yourself to, uh, to the opposite gender, if that's what you're looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like, and also, <laughs> I'm trying to get BFF Cribs off of uh, off the ground oh, as well. Oh, that's a great idea. I know. So, I'm going to really, I need to put some time into some BFF Cribs. Um, and, but yeah, I feel like this is so funny because, like, I did that storytelling thing, which I never would have done had I started this mm-hmm. because I got exposed to Muni Diaries. Shout out Muni Diaries, live storytelling event. Are you saying Mini or Muni? Muni Diaries. Like Muni, like transportation yeah. through the they're city? All, they're all stories about... So Muni Diaries, Muni Diaries, started in 2009 as a group of bloggers writing about their uh, misadventures on Muni. Mm. And then it became a live storytelling event. I heard through the Slack channel that there was a Muni Diaries episode about the Secret Alley and Noel from Secret Alley like did a live storytelling event about Secret Alley. And so I was listening to it. Then I emailed Muni Diaries and was like, hey, I have this wild story about this barbershop situation, why I left tech to own the barbershop. And um, they love the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it has nothing to do with Muni. And they're like, we don't care. Although I did pop in there that we are located behind a muni bus stop. The Refinery Grooming Club. Lo- directly. On, like not Directly even, behind like a it, fucking muni you, stop. Like you could literally like, t- it's so close. To it's so muni. close. Yeah. It's you're on basically getting your haircut in the, in the muni you're station. Basically, yeah. You're basically That's paying weird. like $80 to get your haircut at the muni station. Wow. Uh, but, and then. Wow, I did, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And then I did the store and then they. Then I did the storytelling thing and DJ Swerving uh, filmed it. And then now they're going to turn that live storytelling thing into a podcast. And I just feel like being here at BFF has opened up so many doors for other like creative projects that I would have never even been exposed to or imagined. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel 
very lucky and fortunate and blessed and humbled to be a part of that journey for you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm very blessed and humbled and all that too, because I'm pumped that you're here and you're willing to be on the radio with me. And then, yeah, hopefully me and uh, DJ Swerving will start our music nerd trivia night. Um, That's all music trivia because I grew up, I'm super good at music trivia. I'm super good. Like someone has gotten a tattoo because they lost a bet with me about music trivia. You don't say what was the tattoo? A Tasmanian devil tattoo. Oh, that's a good tattoo. to. It is. That's a fucked up tattoo to get. Like no one wants a Taz tattoo. Oh man! Shout I out know. to all the Latino brothers oh, out there that, the have, Taz, that have the Taz. Hey, shout out to anyone who has a lady Taz. <laughs> oh, the lady Taz is <laughs> badass. But also, if you if you've ever met a lady Taz in real life, then wow. you, yeah, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you do, dude. A lady Taz is nothing to play with. No, dude. I feel like at one point in my life I was a a male Taz. But I, I feel like yeah, I feel like I, feel I was like, a lady Taz too at some point. Yeah, I feel like I've mellowed out now. Yeah, we're now now I'm a Scrooge McDuck. You are. That's right. Just, just <laughs> women in your gold coins. I'm Scrooge McDuck and around yeah, the. But the bay. shout out to to Dan Tolson, longtime guitarist of Fracas, which I recently read a article saying that Fracas is all time number one punk band to play the most shows in the Bay Area, and I believe it. They played shows every fucking weekend for like ten years. Yeah, every time that you would um, look at Foopy dot com. The list before it was foopy when you had to get the actual physical the actual list. Physical paper uh, list. Fracas was all up on that shit. Dude, everywhere. Fracas played shows I, constantly. I I feel like I I've never seen Fracas. I don't. Well, maybe I have, but I didn't pay attention. No, but you went to a wedding but, with Joe fucking Frankie where he shit his pants and barfed <laughs> in my. Wait, car. was he fra- in Fracas? That's the lead singer of Fracas. Is Joe Frankie? Joe Frankie is. Oh my god. What? Okay. First of all, shout out Joe Frankie. You got blackout drunk at a party, then you, I think. And you told, we went, no, we went through it, not a party, a wedding. Wedding. Where we got kicked out because you were hitting on (laughs) Grandma Rita, and then you told the bride to suck your dick. (laughs) Shout out to Frankie. I had to, I drove home, remember? I drove the car home. Yeah. And, uh, wait, why, why did I, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You took his bike. No, I did not. I feel like you took his bike. No, there was something was up with the bike, but I trust me, I can't ride Joe Frankie's bike. He's taller than me. I have no use for a tall man's bike. Oh, but maybe you just looked at it. Uh, yeah, or or something like you were like, oh, that something about the bike. I do remember something, something but uh, trust me, I I had a bike and I did not take Joe Frankie. I think you bike. just did it because we were mad at him. It was also a shit bike. It wasn't like Wait, a super nice bike. No, maybe you were like, we should steal his bike, and you were like, no, no, and I was like, sure. And then maybe we no, did. but I can tell you this: if we took his bike, a it was not my idea because I got no use for that thing. Yeah, and b why the fuck would I want Joe Frankie's bike? Just to, because he was such an asshole. Like I he, think that maybe you wanted to steal Joe Frankie's bike, and I went along with it. Dude, I've never ridden a bike. Well, no, I no, I know, but like I'm kid, saying, like you, yeah. I could see you being like, let's take this fool's bike because he's being an idiot. Yeah, that's probably what it was. And then like, we threw it in the street or something. I think we probably just threw it in the street. Okay, um, but I do remember this. Whose wedding was it? Sarah and Jonathan Bakken. That's wedding. right. And it was in uh, Oakdale. Was Oakdale, right? Yeah, I remember this. Um, and uh, yeah, Joe Frankie got I blackout, think, drunk. blackout drunk. So he was the lead singer of Fracas. Yeah, right? he's the lead singer of Fracas. And so the guitarist of Fracas, I lived with the guitarist from Fracas because I'm always homeless. Like, not always, but like every couple of years, I don't have a place to stay, aka like now. Um, and I'll like have to live with some rando. And I had broken up with my boyfriend, Butt Cheeks, at the time. 
and uh, had to live with Tara and Dan. Tara was a guitar guitarist in this band Hexa, and Dan was a guitarist in Fracas. And this is when I was like heavy partying, and we would go to this bar called the Sil- Bigum Silver Lion in Temescal, which is like cooler than the Ave, and it's like old school. And so there was a bar computer. Remember when they used to have those bar computers? I do remember that. And it would be like, naked lady, if you can solve the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Or like, if you get these cards, you remember these cards, we'll show you this This pixelated naked chick. Yeah. But they always had had music trivia, right? And I'd be like, yo, I'll play anyone fucking music trivia. But if you lose to me, you got to get a Lady Taz tattooed on you. Dude, and so the Bigham Silver Lion is right next door to Tattoo 13. And so... We're friends with all the tattooers, which is like Stash and just like Chummy and Sonyu and Jason and all those dudes. And Dan was like, yeah, let's fucking, I'll get a Taz tattoo. <laughs> and that fool fucking lost because I am so sick. What would you have gotten if you lost? A Lady Taz that's pretty cool. I kind of wish you had a lady tattoo. Me too. Tattoo. That'd be funny. I already have enough humility. Will you tattoos. get? Can will you get a lady Taz tattoo and then under it get born to lose? Yeah, that's so sick. Hell yeah, I'll get a tattoo of anything because all my tattoos suck. Can we? Can we ask Meredith to tell a quick story? Since yeah, we, we have got like four minutes. We got. Can we got four? I'm gonna turn your mic all the way. Meredith, up. we're gonna make your mic hot, and I want you to tell a fun story. Since you've only said like two words in the mic, you have so many amazing stories. I want I want to hear one from you. Okay. Um. Jill, can we get can we get Meredith a little louder? No, I I think I think this is the right volume for me for this story. Honestly, um, okay. the story I'm about to tell is a story of strength and a story of. Ambition. It's also a story of just being really real with who you are and understanding that there's there's always a path forward. Um, the story is about the time that I um, took too many Jello shots and I couldn't make it home to the bathroom in time. Um, so I got stuck on the four hundred five and. I had to make some tough calls very quickly. <laughs> I had to pull over in a moment's notice. And um, I'm here today to say that we all we all can make it through, even even the toughest toughest t- amount of times when there's just too many jello shots and just not enough time to get to the, your your bathroom at home. So um, with that I just hope I hope you all have a have a lovely evening because I think we're are we at the end of the line here? We got yeah, we two, got two minutes. So just to recap, you're saying that in the face of insurmountable odds and opposition, you still found a way through. Yeah. And so will you and you and everyone oh, listening tonight. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. It's a story of optimism. Thank you. It Meredith. is. It definitely is. Also, just don't eat a lot of jello at once because I like speaking from experience, it doesn't sit well. Yeah. Um that okay, we have two minutes. I'll tell a story about when I adult pissed my pants. Oh my god, please <laughs> okay. do. Let's okay, hear it. this is a quick one. 
So uh, shout out everybody I went to CCA with. Um, this is going to be a Hell cool yeah. story. So as you all remember, anyone that went to CCA, we used to have very, very long days where you would be um, at school. And um, one of the longest days that I remember at CCA, uh, my friend Lonnie and I and a bunch of other people had been printing in the dark room all night and we pulled an all nighter. And then the next day we had um, class and it was midterm finals and sorry, it was, yeah, finals, finals. And I feel like, oh no, it was finals and we were going on summer break. So it was like finals and then we were going on summer break right before like I think our last year there. And so we had like really long critiques the next day and we had to clean out our lockers. And I was again borrowing a car and I had been at school all day and I really, really, really wanted to go home. I was just so fucking over being there. I'd been over there for like over 24 hours. And so against like I loaded up the car and I didn't want to walk back to the studios to go pee. So then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get in the car and drive to SF. I just need to go to sleep. And so I got in the car and it was Friday fucking night and I go and I fucking get on the freeway and I hit bridge traffic prime time Friday night, the Friday before summer gets out, all the colleges are getting out and I sit in traffic.